This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, October 20th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Key FDA post opens. UN looks to broker new grain deal and predicting climate's crop impact. Departing CVM chief praised by industry. The Food and Drug Administration is facing a change in leadership with major implications for animal agriculture. Stephen Solomon is retiring at the end of the year as director of the FDA's Center for Veterinary Medicine. CVM regulates animal biotechnology as well as animal drugs and feed labeling. Dana Brooks, president of the Pet Food Institute, said Solomon has been a strong advocate on animal and food issues within FDA and on Capitol Hill. Brooks said the challenge is going to be that he has so many years of expertise, he knows the internal workings at FDA. Dave Fairfield, National Grain and Feed Association Senior Vice President of Feed, said Solomon's leadership style fostered a frequent and open dialogue with stakeholders. Looking ahead, Deputy Director Tracy Forfa will become Acting Director of CBM. She has a good working relationship with stakeholders, but she lacks an animal or veterinarian background. Brooks says, we hope when they look to the next director, they'll look at someone who has expertise in companion animal or animal veterinary medicine, Brooks said. We have to have someone who has that type of broad experience and understanding of the way government operates to be able to step into that position and be ready to hit the ground running. UN leads intense negotiations on fate of Ukraine grain. Negotiators from the United Nations, Turkey, Ukraine, and Russia are wrangling over the fate of the soon-to-expire Black Sea Grain Initiative, that according to a U.N. spokesman. The initiative, implemented on July 22nd, allows three ports in Odessa to export wheat, corn, and other commodities despite the ongoing war. But the deal is scheduled to expire on November 19 unless it is extended. The U.N. has said it is working to both extend and expand the scope of the deal. But Russia continues to complain that it continues to face difficulties in exporting its fertilizer and wheat, and concerns are mounting that Moscow might cancel the deal or refuse to agree to its extension. These are pretty intense negotiations going on right now, the U.N. spokesman told reporters. Why it matters? Well, Ukraine has shipped millions of tons of wheat and corn through the three Odessa ports since they reopened. U.N. officials say that has lowered food prices in Africa and elsewhere. Grain shipment continues safely as planned, the Turkish Defense Ministry said in a tweet yesterday. Today, six ships departed from Ukrainian ports loaded with grain. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. 
but changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Report. Climate change could be drag on Midwest yields. A new report by the Environmental Defense Fund details some of the potential impacts of climate change on Midwest crop yields. EDF used 20 computer models to estimate impacts on major crops on a county-by-county basis in Iowa, Minnesota, and Kansas. The results? Some 60% of Iowa's counties would have declines in corn yields of at least 10% by 2030, and other counties would see yields drop by at least 5%. In Minnesota, more than half of the counties would see soybean yields drop by more than 5% by the end of this decade. In Kansas, about 8% of the state's counties would have declines in winter wheat yields of at least 5%. The report, which includes an interactive map, outlines several ways to adapt to climate change, including gene editing of crops, precision ag practices, and cover crops. The scale of impacts by 2030 suggests that we are rapidly running out of time to make the necessary adaptations, the report says. Now keep in mind, EDF is a founding member of the Food and Agriculture Climate Alliance, a coalition that includes many major farm groups. NAS study puts focus on methane-sourced fuel. A new Academy of Sciences report could give a boost to efforts to recalculate the carbon intensity of biomethane produced by digesters under California's low-carbon fuel standard. The report says the most significant fuels with large negative CI or carbon intensity scores under existing policy are based on biomethane from manure. But those scores could go up if the policy picture changes. For example, if all operations were required to use enclosed digesters, the report says. A Food and Water Watch attorney agreed with the report's characterization and called for approval of a state bill requiring the California Air Resources Board to directly regulate short-lived climate pollutants like methane from dairy operations on or after January 1, 2024, if certain conditions are met. But Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Jeff Cooper said the report's conclusions, quote, don't necessarily offer any new insights. He thinks it will have little impact on EPA's upcoming set rule, which will determine new biofuel usage targets. This was largely an academic exercise, and we don't expect it to have much impact on current or future low-carbon fuel policies and regulations, Cooper said, while acknowledging the need for better data. More current and more robust data sets would surely show that the carbon intensity of biofuels like ethanol is even lower than current models suggest, he said. Farmers can switch commodity programs. The Farm Service Agency has opened enrollment for agriculture risk coverage and price loss coverage programs for the 2023 crop, allowing producers to switch from their current program. Gary Snitke, an economist with the University of Illinois, says current market trends favor Art County for Midwest crops, 
but he notes it's too early to get a good indication of which option producers would choose. Farmers have until March 15 to make changes. PLC triggers payments when average market prices fall below reference prices. Our county triggers payments when county revenue falls below a five-year average. Well, here's today's She Said It. Not only has he been transparent about his goals for the agency, he has also challenged our industry to tackle ongoing food safety issues so we can continue developing safer food for all. That American Feed Industry Association President and CEO Constance Coleman on retiring CDM Director Stephen Solomon. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, October 20th. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.